1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy?
0: Well, uh, I, I'm embracing sunlight for the first time in a week. I've I've emerged from my uh, election night bunker to realize that the world is still actually going, still ticking. Things are still happening, so I'm 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 hopeful in that way.
1: Look, Danny, everything was was sort of back to normal this past week, where we had some some good hits in fantasy football, and then we had Jay Cutler. I mean, it was it was the the, the Cutler <laughs> performance reminded me that everything is still the same.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, uh, and uh, uh it, it, was, it was football Sunday was a nice nice little distraction. I have to say, um uh but uh just to just to start the the show with something we mentioned on the living the stream uh twitter account today we are going to make this as much as possible a politics free zone because this game that we play is uh an entertainment outlet uh it is largely a distraction from you know the our the real world our jobs uh you know uh various political things happening uh out there. In Washington right now, and I think that it's important that we keep the show uh, in in that uh, in that spirit. And I think JJ agrees.
1: I totally agree. Uh, this is this is an escape. Fantasy football is an escape, regardless of how you felt about the election's results. Uh, it, it to me it, the the divisiveness of it all um, is not something that I want to bring to this podcast, nor to you. And that's where that tweet really stems from. So if you were on, it, it, it's not. It's not either of us talking about who we supported or why, or, or if we're upset or anything like that. It is quite literally because people are sick of that shit and they want fantasy football talk and they want us to talk about big Christmas and they want us to talk about quarterback streamers. They don't want us to talk about Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump because this right. is the world. We can't. We. we th- this is where things are at. Okay. I mean, people are are arguing. They're on Facebook. They're 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 going back and forth with other people their families are being divided we're one big family here on living the stream and we talk about fun things and that's what we're going to talk about on this podcast from here
0: on out i so. yes and i still will have takes but i will not turn this into a uh political nuclear wasteland i promise you that
1: do you realize though okay so back to football now yes this past weekend was so okay, let's 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 go back. First of all, we have to talk about what happened on Thursday night on the island game. Yeah. Which which was phenomenal. Like it was it was <laughs> exactly you know, it, it was it was the perfect outcome to what the brand stands for, and that's a, a tiltastic first half. Yeah. Just beyond beyond what, comprehension. I mean, Joe Flacco was so bad in the first <laughs> half against Cleveland that it was it was it was frightening to 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 think about what was going to happen and then he comes out and he throws three touchdowns in the second half and he just balls out and everyone in our just the the guys you need the, one of the greatest things if you can if you can not get angry at it and just turn it into a, a, a humor channel right just channel that that thing into yeah. into into laughter is when people are watching games and it's 5 or 5 7 minutes into the game and someone's performing like absolute garbage, like Joe Flacco was. Yeah, and then you see all the tweets that said, "I can't believe all the people who were on blank this week." Oh yeah, it's it's incredible. And it, then it's so fun. And then and then seeing those people just tweet through it after that person ends up having a good game, it is it's it's easily <laughs> easily the most enjoyable thing that you can possibly watch on Twitter. And we, I mean, I'm sure you got it on Twitter on Thursday night. I got on Twitter on Thursday night. People legitimately having these apocalyptic views about the fantasy team after Joe Flacco did what he did, and then Joe Flacco ends up as a QB7 this week.
0: Unbelievable. I I think it was even sweeter for for the brand, and and particularly for you, because last week you talked in detail about Flacco being bad, sure, Mm -hmm. but also being a screaming regression candidate. Right for touchdowns yes. right and in the first half what was he doing he was eating up yards mm-hmm. right 12 yards here eight yards here 15 yards here and i think he had 150 ish yards a- a- at the half mm-hmm. and no touchdown right and i thought to myself well it you know this this seems to be happening again surely there is a touchdown or two coming and don't call me surely uh, <laughs> uh in the uh in the second half and he goes and throws three three that which which was just just fantastic so it, it, it not only was it good for the show, it was also a really good process over not a process and results right uh a success because there was a good process and it was happening like you said, and then the touchdowns came what do you know
1: yeah exactly exactly and there were i mean it's just it's it just it's so mind blowing to see how people tweet during these games like what what I do and i'm you know you do the same thing. When you can make fun of yourself before people make fun of you, I mean, this is the, oh, yeah. this is the trick, guys. I yeah, mean, look, good. like I I get angry when people like yell at me and say that I'm stupid because <laughs> I'm a human being, right? But the key, the the true key, is to just get in front of it all and just just be, yeah. Be, just when 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 Flacco was was performing like crap, I generally what I do is just take my avatar and just post it in my. In a tweet, and just say when you stream Joe Fl- or when when you stream Joe Flacco this week, and it's just my stupid mug sitting there. Which yeah, I need yeah. an update of that. I should probably update that. But the the like 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 that that's how you really get in front of it. Mm. But then whenever like Joe Flacco ends up performing, it's like, hey, I put myself out there, and I told everyone that I streamed this
0: guy. You know, and and, and talking about the the people who who jump on Twitter uh, six minutes into the first quarter and say, um, I don't I don't get why people were into Player X this mm-hmm. week. I mean. I've I've done that like back in my old days on right. Twitter. I would do that and then get fried because that player would, would go off, you know, say a running back would go off for a hundred yards and a touchdown in the second half. Mm-hmm. You gotta learn your lesson, man. You gotta just hold it. Hold yeah, I know you wanna, I know you wanna lash out. I know you wanna be like, boom, I did not play this person. I wasn't into him. Either, either A, you have to do that before the game starts, or uh, or or may, or later if he's not doing well still and in, in late in the game, but you cannot do that two minutes into the game. You just don't.
1: You cannot do that two minutes into the game. You you can't let a, the first drive, the second drive dictate how this 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 player is going to perform in, in a game. I mean, it's just it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. I,
0: I do love I love when our listeners tweet me, like wait, seriously, like at kickoff. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be like, they'll be like, where's where's where's
1: Fedorowicz? <laughs> right. the, the, the Texans haven't even had the ball yet, and they're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so good, so good. So yeah. Last week, uh, I'd say it was a so-so week. Uh, if not for Cutler, it would have been a pretty decent week. Our our t- our tight ends kind of regressed a bit, which sounds kind of sexual in nature, but it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had we had good old Lance, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Right. <laughs> Either that, or we're just like we're we're aging, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Lance Kendricks um, was a good process play, I think, and. I I saw that a lot of people were were ended up using him in DFS. I thought that Kendricks was a very obvious like season long not DFS play last week. Um, I I can understand why people were on him in DFS because obviously we were on him from a season long standpoint. But it's just you you know whenever you get a guy where you're looking at like a three week window or so in terms of his production, which is what we were doing with Kendricks, and then you kind of try to place that into this game and and you you try to like like reason with it. Mm -hmm. um i I think that's when you can get in trouble a lot like there's a big big difference between guys you're using in season long versus guys you're using in dfs and the streamers that we use in season long i'd say half the time maybe you would want to if that you would want to end up using in dfs so anyway uh lance kendrick's not a good game he he caught one pass for zero yards what yeah yeah. i didn't know that yeah so he but he got one ppr point if you play ppr uh, and then we had Virgil Green, who had four point four PPR points. Which yes, yeah, I mean it's I mean it's it's like tight end two territory during a really really crappy tight end week, but. It uh, was still not not great, Bob, not great.
0: Well, no, wait a second. We we prefaced last week's tight end picks yes. with saying that this is the bottom of the barrel. This is as bad as it gets yes. for tight end streaming.
1: Yes, we hated last week going into the week, and it, it did it did ring true. Our defenses were off the hook, though, uh, because anyone's mm-hmm. used that phrase over the last 10 years. 10? Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe longer. I think I was in elementary school when people were yeah. using that phrase. Yeah. Uh, we had the Jets. They scored seven seven points against the Rams. We had that the, we talked about the Texans. They scored a defensive touchdown early in that game because Blake Bortles is bad. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Blake Bortles, one of the greatest things that happened this week this weekend was him throwing a literal dart at T.J. Yeah. Yeldon's foot. Yeah, that was then picked off. Like it was it was like it was like it's like T.J. I hate your shoes. Like it was like a fight, and he just he just throws his throws the ball at his foot.
0: Well it it looked you know what it looked like to me it looked like um one of those uh situations where he couldn't make a decision between spiking it into the ground right right and 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 actually throwing the pass so he did a little bit of both right um uh i mean i think we've we've all been there like uh like i don't know if in softball if you're like if you're like not sure if you should throw it to first or second <laughs> and you kind of just like throw it like eight feet wide of second and you're like, Oh God, I didn't know. I think I felt like that was, uh, that was Boros. He's such a disaster right now.
1: He is. He is such a disaster right now. Uh, then we also had the Ravens who another Island game tilt for, for some people. That was the one piece though, that was never tilting throughout that entire game. Yeah. was the Ravens defense. They scored 14 points. They were a really good defense this week. And then I tweeted about Washington's defense against Minnesota. Uh, we just kind of overlooked them because we did the podcast a day early, and that's what you guys get. <laughs> uh, they scored they scored six points, so they were they were great too. I mean, yeah. like all, all things considered, all these defenses were basically top 12-ish, um, yeah. some of them being top six. I mean it was it was a good week for defensive streamers. I think we felt that way, we definitely felt that way going in. There were a lot of good streamers, and we feel that way, I think, this week as well. I think we do, um, but at quarterback, uh, we we did have Flacco. He scored over twenty-two fantasy points. He did get that two-point conversion, which was which was great. Um, Trevor Simeon scored about fifteen fantasy points. He was fine as a deeper play, and then there's Jay Cutler. Mm. Jay Cutler scored six fantasy points. J, Jay Cutler was Nick Foles Week Three esque this week.
0: We, by the way, with a fifty-yard Hail Mary touchdown,
1: right? Like Jay Cutler's performance this week, guys, could have been something that we would lose a couple thousand listeners over is bad potentially but people don't come here for the fantasy football takes
0: i mean if they do that was this is troublesome right right if
1: it if you guys if you listen to one show and you just took jay cutler as a recommendation then you probably hate us right now
0: i mean the look at i the match i think i reviewed cutler last week and i remember there being like four or five stats that just like punched me in the face where I was like, oh not even not even Cuddy can mess this up right
1: yeah I mean they were coming off of two games <sighs> two QB1 performances the the QB1 with Matt Ryan and Derek Carr Tampa Bay has historically over the last couple of years been awful against the pass. they didn't play anyone and I mean look I, I, we, we talked about this too I mean they hadn't played anyone uh, that 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 so their their fantasy points against didn't look all that bad. Cutler just had a Cutler game. the The thing that that we always forget, and I, not always, but we forget whenever we haven't seen Cutler in a while, he's a quarterback who's not very predictable given matchups. He he always ends up performing better in tough matchups, and, and vice versa. He's kind of like Eli Manning from that mm-hmm. perspective, and, and and that's really I, I think kind of what hit is that he's just an inconsistent quarterback. Uh, and now, moving forward, you're definitely not going to want to use Jay Cutler because his buddy Alshon Jeffrey just wanted to get roided up.
0: Yeah, uh, and it didn't work, by the way. Right? He was on. He was. He was do He was uh, juicing, and it really wasn't working. Right? Right. I he mean, couldn't even beat Brent Grimes. Get, he should. Right. He should get his money back.
1: Right. right. Yeah, for real. There are bigger issues here, Alshon, than than you being suspended for four games. You got screwed, man. Mm. It's basically yeah. just taking a taking sugar pills, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So that that was that was week ten. This is week. This is week eleven. We're mm. we're into week eleven.
0: It is kind of unbelievable. I mean, the fantasy playoffs start in two weeks for for some leagues. I
1: have so many fringe teams right now.
0: Oh man. But, yeah, the next couple of weeks are going to be pretty tilting. It's going
1: to be. It's going to be bad. All right, Denny. Let's get in. There's a ton of defensive streamers. So why yeah. don't you start? I think there is a clear top one. So why don't you talk about them?
0: Yeah. Um. The top one is the one playing uh, Jared Goff and the, uh, the I want to say St. Louis, I always do, uh, and, and the Rams, and the Los Angeles Rams. So Jared Goff is going to start uh, over Case Keenum because uh, from what I've read, maybe you've read differently, uh, there seems to be some pressure from above. Yes. Okay, and maybe that makes sense on such a bad team, I don't know. But um, <clears throat> I'm not going to pretend... Like, I'm not going to break down Jared Goff on film. Here's what I'll Oh, God. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I'm
1: keeping that in the pod.
0: <laughs> you know what that was? That was the uh, the KFC. That was the Colonel screaming oh, at me nice, nice. in one of my tabs. So, anyway, the Colonel doesn't like Jared Goff either. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, Goff in his uh, preseason action was horrendous, okay? Just quite quite bad i i i don't believe that he is an upgrade at all in any way over case keenum no. uh and the dolphins uh are 11th in sack percentage uh which is uh, they have 22 sacks on the year and the rams have allowed the eighth uh eighth worst sacked percentage so i'm not sure is that clear to you jj like the the rams uh have allowed only seven teams Allow a larger percentage yeah. of plays go for sacks. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And the and the Dolphins are pretty good at, at putting pressure on the, on the passer. And they've gotten uh, better throughout the year. Exactly. Yeah, uh, especially over the past like three or four weeks. Um, uh, the Rams have allowed uh ten sacks over the past three weeks, uh, mostly as they've been forced into uh, pass heavy attacks. Now, I I don't think that they're going to the Rams are going to turn turn Goff loose and say go ahead and fling it around the uh, the field. So I don't, I don't know if the ceiling is fantastic for the Dolphins, but I, I have to believe that Miami's floor is as good as anyone we're going to see all season because of the sacks, because of the lack of potential of scoring in this one, seeing that the, um, the over-under is so, is so low. Uh, so altogether, all I, I don't know if they're the ceiling play this week, but they're certainly the floor and and that's exactly what we're looking for with the with the defense, obviously.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people are gonna look at them as the ceiling play just because of of Goff. But you I mean you're 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 spot on in my opinion when you when you say that they're not, because the, the spread of this game is only is only one point. Uh yeah. it, it, look, Miami's on the road, right? So it's it's that's part of it. Yeah. Um but at the same time, like it's not like we're we're talking like obvious. Uh, passing situations for the Rams.
0: Yeah, and, and the the Rams opponents have scored less than seven fantasy points just twice this season. So they they have provided. I think we mentioned on the pod last week they have provided a really nice floor for opposing defenses. Uh, if I'm if I see the Dolphins on a waiver wire, they're out there on a lot of them. I'm I'm picking them up.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a lot of other defenses. I'm going to name a couple real quick. Um, there's there's Dallas they're facing baltimore baltimore actually according to number fire schedule adjusted metrics has the have the worst overall offense in the entire nfl this season um so dallas at home they're big favorites uh the, the ravens uh have on, only one defense has scored fewer than 4 points against baltimore this year dallas we know will control the clock on offense and i, I mean this this game is going to probably end up being very low scoring or, or fairly low scoring uh, but mm-hmm. with the with the spread, with them being with Dallas being at home, with the Ravens' offense just not clicking all season long, I love the I love the Dallas defense this week. Um, and then yeah. also you have the Giants, uh, who we we just talked about Jay Cutler. Cutler's coming off that disastrous game. The Giants are at home; they're favorites. Jordan Howard, I don't know what's going on with that situation. John Fox was like, "Yeah, Jordan Howard's leg fell off," and Jordan Howard's <laughs> like, "Nope, my leg's still on." Yeah, like, like what? It was, it was just so ridiculous. But regardless, they don't have Alshon Jeffrey. The Giant or Chicago has allowed a top ten performance in five of their nine games this year. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think the Giants at home are, are a pretty safe bet. They're they're decent favorites as well. Um, and then also look two other defenses that you can still go after. You got Detroit at home against Jacksonville. We know Blake Bortles does what he does. Maybe he'll throw another another pick off of someone's foot. And then <laughs> and then you have Oakland playing Houston uh, in Mexico City, where Houston. I mean uh, Brock Osler didn't even throw for a hundred yards last week. What he had ninety nine yards passing.
0: Oh, my, he's so bad. Right. Oh that that
1: God. that offense is such a disaster. Um, Oakland I think is fine. So. I think Miami is probably the safest streamer. I think the Giants have a lot of upside because of the Cutler thing. I think Dallas has a lot of upside as well, but you can still go after Detroit. Wow, I couldn't even – that was horrible.
0: I thought you just cut it. I thought the podcast (laughs) just ended.
1: You you can go with either Detroit or Oakland as well. So basically off your waiver wire this week, I don't think there's a big reason to like spend a lot of fob or like – or or use a, a top claim or anything like that. Don't don't blow your fob on a defense.
0: No, no save save your fob. Yes. Um, uh, so <laughs> by the way, Osweiler is has got to be one of the most predictably bad quarterback signings ever.
1: Yes, and this isn't even us going on Twitter and saying I can't believe anyone would want to sign Brock Osweiler after the fact. This is this is a before the fact thing. Yeah. This is it was just so obvious that something like this was going to happen.
0: I, I mean, he is the ultimate. Uh, looks like a quarterback quarterback right you know like big tall dude he 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 you know he looks like he has a huge arm he doesn't really um he's not particularly mobile he's definitely not accurate he looks flustered but he looks Looks like like robert
1: pattinson yeah what do you say he looks like robert pattinson
0: definitely yeah i mean yeah good looking guy right i mean he got he has everything going for him except for that he's horrendous and he's going to be backing up Tony Romo next year in Houston.
1: Boom, boom. Yeah. I can't wait to see where Romo goes by the way.
0: Do you think he's going to you think he's going to uh, go or retire?
1: I think he should go somewhere. I, I did you see that did you watch his press conference?
0: I I read about it.
1: It I I look, you know I'm like a Tony Romo lover and Ap- apologist. Se- yes, yes. Seeing that, someone made a really funny con- comment on Twitter. It was like he was like, didn't you, or you grew up a Steelers fan and you have all this love for these Dallas quarterbacks because I love Dak too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like it, it was, it was what we, like it's just, it's, it's somewhat refreshing, even though it's just somewhat refreshing to see like an athlete not be a dick. Oh yeah. You know, no, no, like, the, even if, even if it was somewhat staged or something, I don't even think it was, but no. but it seemed very genuine. It was really, it's good to see that kind of stuff because a lot of times you just don't in sports.
0: Yeah, that was a really human moment that you right. don't you don't get to see very often. You know, uh, uh, he wasn't overly. I feel like he wasn't like hamming it up. Exactly. You know, it exactly. just seemed like an honest assessment. Like this was my team. Now it's not, right. and I'm okay with that.
1: Right, and I'll be Dax's dad.
0: It, he kind of is. Did you see his reaction when he threw that? Yeah. That- that touchdown, he said uh, it's his time. Yeah, yeah. That's such a, that's such a dad thing it to is, say. It is such
1: it is a dad bad. thing to say. God, I hate the Cowboys right now after this past weekend.
0: Oh, man, yeah. I'm sorry. That I shouldn't have. That was so <laughs> rough.
1: My God. I, I don't know if you saw, but I took my pants off via Twitter. I tweeted about it. And then <laughs> after, so I was, I was, I actually got up, and I was filling up my water at my fridge watching the game because my, my kitchen op- is, like, open to my living room. And so I'm filling up my water watching the game. And I, like, had this really high-pitched scream whenever Antonio Brown caught that touchdown, the off yeah. on the fake spike. And after that, I t- went to Twitter, and all caps just said, pants are off. <laughs> and then literally five minutes later, I commented to that, and I said, pants are back on.
0: <laughs> and I'm screaming at them. God. I was, uh, yeah, that, that, as a fan, that's horrible. I was playing against uh, Ezekiel Elliott in two <laughs> leagues, and I thought that I was going to get out of that game without, like you know i think he had like 28 points before that run mm-hmm. and i was like i'm good i can i can deal with this i could still come back yeah, right. and then he breaks off that run and i was like well it's over thanks god so
1: many bad things happening to that Steeler team uh all right quarterback this week denny is is essentially it looks it, it looks bad it, it yeah. looks like it looks like hamburger helper
0: oh Yeah, well, it it looks like hamburger helper that you didn't know was sitting outside the fridge for two days. Right. But then your wife says, "I can't. I'm gonna gag. Can you please throw that away?" Right. But
1: then she does gag and she vomits all over the hamburger helper. That's what it looks like.
0: And then you have to clean it out in the sink. That's for this. Right.
1: That that's what the quarterback position is. But there's there's one quarterback I think that is a decent streamer that you can stream confidently. But there's only one that you can stream confidently. That's it this week.
0: Yeah, and uh, you're welcome, Kaepernick. You're, you're welcome,
1: name. Kaepernick.
0: And Colin, you're welcome, Kaepernick. Uh, so he's actually QB10 since he got the starting job. Yeah, beast mode. And that includes a pretty underwhelming performance against the uh, Bills in that in that first game that he started. Um, I was looking at his dropbacks because, uh, you know, uh, Chip Kelly quarterbacks have thrived on the number of, of plays that they've – Uh, had in the past so i looked at his dropbacks uh and here they are over the over the four weeks that he started uh 36 45 43 and 40 uh now the 36 number jumps out that's against buffalo buffalo is one of the slowest playing teams as as you know uh in in the in the nfl the others were sort of middle range or sometimes uh on the on the generous side as far as opponent snaps go new england uh, San Francisco's opponent this week Is allowing 65.6 Offensive snaps per game Which is the 10th most in the league mm-hmm. There are 13 point favorites uh, Against the Niners And New England has the 4th worst Sack percentage in the league uh, So far through through 10 weeks So Kaepernick shouldn't be you know, Pressured too much in this game He has thrived in, in games In which he has been able to sit back And and uh you know, pick apart the defense with, with time like he like he did against the Saints. The Saints put no pressure on Kaepernick yeah. and he really succeeded in that game. Uh also uh as far as the Patriots, uh Patriots facing rushing quarterbacks, uh Tyrod Taylor, Ty God, Ty Goat, uh has uh played them twice this year. He's rushed ten times for 77 yards uh versus New England and um and uh Kaepernick has 32 rush attempts In his four starts which is more much more than anybody over that span so that like we've talked about we you know you have to believe that kaepernick uh doesn't have to set the world on fire through the air Mm -mm. to be of a more than viable quarterback because he's going to have in a game like this i don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities for him to have eight or ten rushing attempts
1: no, I, I don't either. I think look, he has fifty five rushing yards in in three of his four games that he's played. Uh, in in losses, I think I mentioned the statistic like when we streamed Kaepernick earlier this season. In losses, he's rushed for twenty more yards than he has in wins. And yeah. if this is a loss, uh, or if this is a win, I would be shocked. Um, Ugh. I like I mean that would that would just wouldn't even I my my brain can't process it, that right now. Yeah,
0: no, you have to cancel the season. Right,
1: I I don't think my brain can process that. Uh, So I I, I love Cap actually in this spot uh, just because of that and the fact that this game should see so many plays uh, because when San Francisco is trailing heavily, then they're going to be throwing the ball a lot and they're also going to be running when they do run. They're going to be running a faster pace. So I I, I think I think Cap is a -hmm. a strong top 15 play this week, uh, but unfortunately, he's really the only quarterback streamer that you should feel confident with
0: and i'm happy because it uh Kaepernick is now a fun fantasy quarterback mm-hmm. which which you know i like as a as a longtime Kaepernick apologist um and uh and a, and a big fan but uh he's bad Look, it that's a bad team terrible offense it's not like they're gonna go out and score a lot of points this week but for fantasy who cares right. i i really like i really like Kaepernick's Floor with the the potential of having of San Francisco having forty five to fifty snaps against a defense that's not uh, I'm sorry dropbacks forty five to fifty drop against a defense that's you know not great let's just be honest about it. How many guys
1: can you say if they throw one passing touchdown and they're basically a QB one for the for the week? I mean that that's that, exactly that's, that's what Colin Kaepernick is. I mean it's 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 insane his floor with with the rushing so. I I can't I can't agree with you more with cap. Uh, I'm gonna go with a guy that I think is where people the direction that people think that we're gonna go with this with another quarterback stream in the week. That's Alex Smith. Um, I'm worried about Alex Smith for three main reasons. Number one, he hasn't been that good. Right. No. I mean, we saw last week uh, without Jeremy Macklin too hasn't been that good. I just that was number two is that Jeremy Macklin still has that groin injury. Who knows if he's out there this week? I'm I'm not sure. Uh, and then the three, the, the 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 third reason is something that we've talked about on the show before, and I think that it it makes this Chiefs offense, the passing attack, kind of a trap. Is I hate playing Alex Smith at home as a, a decent favorite. I hate right. it because right. the under almost. I have to I have to do the research under this. It just it it's it, the under seems to hit all the time because. Andy Reid will go into this conservative offense, uh, Super conservative, and, yeah, yeah, and we we're gonna see a lot of Spencer Ware and Char Kendrick West. I can almost guarantee it. As long as this team is leading, which this is what Vegas thinks is gonna happen, is that they would, and I don't see why they wouldn't against Tampa Bay. So with, I mean, you know, with that being said, Tampa Bay, sure, they're bad against the pass. Uh, Cutler realistically could have had a decent game if he wasn't. I mean, like he was set up in, in the red zone and he had opportunities to score. He just kept turning the ball over. And then they just kind of abandoned the like they just were like they just degaffed the offense in the fourth quarter in that Bears game.
0: Uh, uh, Alex missed three touchdown passes last week. Yeah,
1: look, like, look, he he hasn't been that good, and, and I I think that a lot of people are into him this week because I I saw in my in my mentions they're like Cap or Alex Smith, and to me it's a no brainer. You're playing yeah, Colin yeah. Kaepernick, right? Um, I I think that Alex Smith has a scary floor, even though that's kind of. Why you play him usually?
0: I think that it's now scary. A, he's not rushing. We talked about that. And B, like you said, if if the if this game goes the way that Vegas believes it will, and the way that Andy Reid wants it to go, then they'll you know basically pull a Brady and take the air out of the ball in the second half. Right. Ayo, ayo. right. Yeah. There you go.
1: Uh, but you know, so I, the only reason I'm mentioning him is because the quarterback streamers are that bad this week. One guy that I'm, I actually like more than Alex Smith and I don't, I I doubt you do. You might, I I don't know. I like Cody Kessler more than Alex Smith this week. Uh, you know, he clearly didn't get a fair shot last week. They put in Josh McCown. He still finished with like eight fantasy points in one half. Cody Kessler did against Baltimore, which is more than Alex Smith. (laughs) Yeah. Which is more than what (laughs) Alex Smith did against Carolina. Uh, Cody Kessler's been a way better quarterback than Josh McCown this year, efficiency wise. Um, you know, a lot of quarterbacks. If you look at the Steelers' dynamic and like quarterbacks that haven't performed against them, because the personnel in the Steelers' secondary is horrible. Uh, but the quarterbacks that didn't that didn't perform against Pittsburgh, you had Cousins in Week One, Fitzpatrick in Week Five, Flacco kind of in Week Nine. Uh, but but a lot of the circumstances, and this is this is historical too. Uh, I'm going back to Nick Foles last year. Uh, Mm -hmm. A a lot of times quarterbacks don't perform against the Steelers when the Steelers offense isn't able to sustain anything. Mm -hmm. And I don't see how that happens against Cleveland. I just Mm -hmm. I I, I don't I can't imagine that happening. So Kessler's going to see a pretty negative game script, I would assume, uh, in a game where the Steelers are probably just going to go nuts after this. After I mean, this is this has to be the game where they they finally win again. Right. I, I'm, oh. You would think, right?
0: You you would think, except for that they seem to be in disarray. They, they dis- do,
1: they do, they do. Steelers did just lose Cam Hayward on defense too, which which should help from a pass rush standpoint and and help uh, Kessler stay in the pocket a little bit longer and feel be a little bit more comfortable there. And there's just general size mismatches at corner and, and wide receiver with the with the towers that they have in Cleveland now with Corey Coleman back and Terrell Pryor. I think that you know, generally speaking, I don't like chasing super negative game scripts with quarterbacks, and we're doing that with two quarterbacks this week. <laughs> yeah. But but at the same time, I think that there's reason to be okay with it because it's not like it's not like the Steelers, per- it, it, you know, j- like a lot of times if there's like a massive neg- if if a team is like a nine point favorite or something like that, and you're looking at the underdog's quarterback, if the opposing defense. Is 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 average or good? Then I'm avoiding that quarterback. But the Steelers' defense is not that. It is just not that. And if Kaepernick didn't, and then for Kaepernick, if he didn't run the ball, if he didn't rush all the time, then we wouldn't be nearly as into him this week. No, but but he does. So I'm I I like Cody Kessler. I think if you're in a pinch, which a lot of people might, uh, which a lot of people are, because there's not uh, a lot of true quarterback streamers out there, I think that you can. I think that he can give you a 15 point performance this week.
0: I I want Chris Hogan <laughs> in this game. I mean, I know he's not starting, but um, the the backup. I oh, get Ho- oh,
1: Hogan. What's his first the,
0: name? Chris. Is it Chris? Chris is the wide out for the. Oh shoot! Uh, something Hogan. Oh
1: Kevin. Kevin. God. Kevin. All right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Kevin. Chris's cousin, Kevin Hogan. Uh, I I would love like he struck me as a guy who was like, um. Who was that Chiefs quarterback uh, a while back who went berserk over the second half of the season?
1: Oh, Denny, why are you doing this to me?
0: Ah, oh, jeez.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, oh, was it? It wasn't Brody Croyle, was it?
0: N- no, 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 no. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> no, I no, I remember. I remember.
0: It. Yeah. Anyway, it, it he seems like that kind of hundred uh, yard potential rusher every week. But anyway, I, I do. I probably like Kessler a little more than Alex, I guess. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I think I like him a lot. I'm, I'm just really, really scared of the of the Chiefs in general. This this Chiefs offense at home. Tyler, was it Tyler Thigpen?
0: Thigpen, thank you. My God.
1: Okay. Sorry, that was, I, I was. I was just Googling My mind was only on
0: that right. Now. I was like five, five. I Google like five things. I couldn't find it anyway. Yeah, Denny,
1: quit quit posing those questions when we're recording. Jeez.
0: Yeah, I shouldn't make us think.
1: Uh, all right, tight end. You can start it off.
0: So we're going to stay on this Cleveland-Pittsburgh game, uh, which should be fun for you. And uh, so Ladarius Green is alive and well. Sure. He um, is out of his bunker. And uh, last week he had four targets uh, against the Cowboys, who are actually pretty good against uh, tight ends from, from what I saw uh, with the numbers, hashtag numbers, hashtag stats. Uh, and he saw four targets. He, he caught three balls for 30 yards. Now, Jesse James is not exactly benched. So like, uh, you can speak to this probably in a more informative way, but green, uh, I, I believe green out targeted him last week. Do you know that? I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll find a second, but, um, the matchup is really, really nice. Uh, I know people who started Dennis Pitta last week are disappointed because Pitta didn't do much, but Pitta still s- saw six targets against the Browns. It was Darren Waller, the great, the great right. Darren
1: Waller. Yeah, Dennis Pitta has sixty-six targets this year without a touchdown, though.
0: Yeah, that's great, fantastic. Um, yeah, the Darren Waller, whose jersey I have, uh, Waller scored the tight <laughs> the, the the tight end touchdown uh, against the Browns. Of course, of course, that didn't tilt me at all. So uh, the Browns have given up at least one touchdown to tight ends in six games this season. Uh, and only the Titans give up more tight end targets per game than than the Browns do. So it's been a a sore spot uh, for their defense. Anyway, if you want to I don't know if you want to talk about the James Green situation here.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, th- where where things are at is is. Jesse James is probably a safer play um, just because of the amount of snaps that he played last week versus Green. I think Ladarius was like 16% and Jesse James was like 70%. But I would only expect that those numbers to become closer as the weeks go. Um, so I, 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 I think Ladarius is certainly the upside play. They looked his way uh, a couple times. Uh, he, they, they looked his way on a two-point conversion, I believe, too, thinking back to it. Um, so i I think you know he, he's clearly a red zone threat threat for them. uh Jesse James is we we know what we're getting from Jesse James, so it's not like it's not like Jesse James is a fantastic streamer, regardless, uh, just because mm-hmm. we've seen what he's done throughout the season. So you might want to just kind of go for it with Ladarius. Is kind of the way that I'm looking at
0: it. Yeah. So James had four targets as well. So they had the right. an, an equal number of targets, even though James uh, outsnapped Green by by quite a bit. Uh, but I I think it's pretty clear that you know uh, from what I've read about what what they said about Green's role going forward that they that they truly do want to get him involved in the in a pass catching sense, not just in a get on the field sense. Yeah,
1: they they need him very, very bad right now because there's not I mean Sammy Coates is playing with eight fingers, uh Marcus Wheaton's <laughs> terrible and Eli Ryan hurt. And Eli Rogers is is not a red zone threat. He's not a guy that's even stretching the field. He's a slot he's a he's a prototypical slot receiver. So they need someone to be able to stretch the field. Ladarius Green can do I mean, we know that he's athletic, that he can do that through the middle of the field. Uh, So I I think that they ideally do want to get him more and more involved, which is why I think he's the upside play. Uh, I like C and I know you do too. uh, CJ Fedora goat. Uh, If if you look, dude, if you look at his targets since week three ended, he's at, had eight, seven, 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 and five. Yeah. Uh, He's had a market share over the last five weeks of 19.1%, which is uh, the ninth best at the tight end position over the last five weeks. Uh, Oakland as we know is a well below average team against a tight end uh, there should be a nice negative game script for Houston which means more passing hopefully uh, which which just generally means that that if there is more passing in this game specifically than what than what Houston is, is used to seeing if Fedorowicz maintains that market share he should have no problem seeing seven or so targets mm-hmm. which is great for a tight end especially a tight end streamer so I'm I'm into Fedora again. Hopefully he will be the goat for us.
0: I, I don't I don't think you should be too put off by that other tight end catching a touchdown yeah, for Ryan Houston Griffin. last week. Yeah. I mean look they they clearly they have they have, I believe they have three tight ends who are involved in the offense, but uh you know, don't I, I wouldn't lose my mind and try to start one of the other ones. I think Fedora Godowitz is the play.
1: Yeah. I'm also a little intrigued by the Colts' tight ends. I just don't know which one will. Yeah, I don't know. know, That's the thing. So if you're really in a pinch, like if Dwayne Allen's out there, he's okay, I guess, and you got to hope for a touchdown. Same with Jack Doyle. I would lean on Fedorowicz more, and then it's just way more fun playing Ladarius Green than playing the other guys.
0: It might be fun. Yeah, it's just fun. So to recap,
1: Fedorowicz, Ladarius Green, Alex Smith, Cody Kessler as deep plays, Colin Kaepernick as the play. And then defense, we got Miami, Dallas, and New York, and we also have Detroit and Oakland. There's a lot of defenses that you can choose from this week. So hopefully, yeah, that works out for you. All right, Danny, let's get to the Twitter questions. The first one is at Future Stars NYC. Hello, gents. Is CJ ProSize worth holding over Derrick Henry?
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know if this was before the C-Mike news. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I've, I've avoided bringing that up on this on this show.
0: Uh, What, what, I mean, this this is the most bizarre thing to me.
1: It's, it's pretty bizarre. It's like when someone breaks up with, with a, with, with someone, with boyfriend or girlfriend, when like that, that boyfriend or girlfriend literally did nothing. They just existed. They did the same thing they've always done. And then they're just like, you know what? I don't, I don't really want to do this
0: anymore. Yeah. And then you're like, but they were over at, At dinner the other night and they were so they were so lovely.
1: It was such a nice couple. Like why did they why did this happen?
0: They they brought wine. I don't understand.
1: Right. Yeah. That's that that to me is the only explanation. It's just we've seen this in human nature and I think that's just what happened with the Seahawks organization.
0: Dude, they must hate Kristen Michael. I I don't know what else to say. They have
1: to. look, he hasn't been like fantastic. And then I think they saw I I would bet they would not have done this if CJ Procise didn't do what he did against New England.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean ProSize is, I mean, fantasy-wise, if you have him, you should be pretty, pretty excited. Yeah, a
1: very good PPR option. And when, oh, yeah. you know, when Rawls, it's going to be a situation where, like, Procise might see, like, five to ten carries a game, but then he might see, like, six targets or something, right? Where he's, like, got mm-hmm. got that nice floor. And then Rawls will see, like, ten to fifteen carries a game. Mm. That's what's going to happen. It's just going to is- piss us off.
0: Oh, yeah, no, it's not it could be potentially not fun for for Rawls owners, especially, I think
1: yeah, I mean, but at least at least Russell Wilson's playing better and and hopefully that that creates more fantasy points, yeah, hopefully next oh one. yeah,
0: by by the way, what? Russell Wilson is totally i mean he seems to be back to
1: yeah right after I talk about like getting rid yeah. of him on fifteen transactions and,
0: and now now, but he was he was banged up, he wasn't himself now that he is himself it is absolutely clear that he is a must start every week
1: yeah i think i think we're back to that point i'm okay with that i I, is this gonna just be a thing where he's just bad the first half of seasons
0: well no but but i mean i think that i mean they talked about his injury being being one where if he wasn't so freakish about recovery that he would have been out for a month or more
1: right right uh next one is at we wing 12 FIA is cam Meredith any more valuable than he already was Winston or rivers rest of season uh rivers rest of season but what's what's uh what what's your take on cam Meredith
0: I mean these these targets I mean not that Alshon was being heavily targeted but they these these Footballs have to go somewhere. I don't see why he can't benefit from that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, my, my only thing is, it's really hard to tell how people are really viewing Cam Meredith right now. Like, if they're super, super high on him, or if they're just kind of like, like, yeah, he's gonna. Um, sorry, my dog's running around. I can hear it. Did you hear, come on? Did you, dog. Hear, did you hear Henry running around? No, I didn't. Okay, well that's good. <laughs> but I, I don't. I don't know how people are really viewing. Like, like, do they think Cam Meredith is going to be like a wide receiver two or a high end two or something? Because I, I just, I don't fully see that simply because this offense isn't going to score that much. I mean, Rich Rebar sent out that tweet that they're, they're the only, they're the only team that hasn't scored three touchdowns in a game this year. I mean, they're, they're bad. And so, I, like, I, I don't know what the expectation really is for Cam Meredith.
0: Well, the expect if I remember correctly, four weeks ago, the <laughs> His expectation for Cam Meredith was that he was a wide receiver one, undoubtedly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't know if it's changed since. Then. I believe it has changed.
1: Yeah. So I mean, if there is someone in your league that's this is what I'm trying to get to. If, if there is someone in your league that's really high on Cam Meredith, like, go ahead and trade mm-hmm, trade Cam mm-hmm. Meredith right now because I don't think that he's gonna be this like. I mean, sure, he might be a target hog, but we've seen Brandon Marshall be a target hog and not do anything this year.
0: Oh my that's God! True. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. Whew.
1: Uh, Next one, at J underscore M underscore Coop. What's Denny's drink order at Starbucks? Mm. This is fun. This is a fun one. I like this one. Yeah.
0: All right, here we go. Ready? Let me think. Let me think. Uh.
1: (laughs) Denny Denny just shook his head left and right back and forth really fast like a cartoon. Uh,
0: Tall coffee. Shit. (laughs) Tall coffee frap decaf whipped cream.
1: Wow, you get whipped cream?
0: love whipped cream
1: whoa what, where did this come from
0: i dude i would i if, if it wasn't so sugary and fattening all i would do all day is just have a whipped bottle of whipped cream in my mouth
1: oh my god
0: wait is this weird
1: well this is new yeah
0: well i do i do like me some some what's your what's your starbucks order?
1: i there's two to, it depends if it's hot or cooled out because i'm not a coffee drinker anymore right so i drink tea Mm-hmm. that's why everyone always sees me drinking tea on my my facebook lives and stuff um, Yeah, so fancy <laughs> I, I I like tea so i get if it's i get hot the the hot tea i get is the jade citrus mint that they have it's really really good it's like this mm-hmm. minty flavor and then i just go with a uh a venti i get venti dude i'm not getting tall get your garbage tall out of here
0: I'm, I know I'm a, I'm, I'm cheap. I'm a cheap asshole. That's what, tall, that's what I, am.
1: tall. What is this? It's like three I'm drops paying, I'm of coffee. Paying
0: $6 for a coffee frap. I'm paying $3 and 55 cents. Are
1: you the guy who's, who goes to Wendy's and gets a junior frosty? Uh,
0: to throw in the trash or. To- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I get, so I get a, a both ventis because I'm going to sit at Starbucks for a couple hours and do work, but the the ones the, the jade citrus mint the hot tea the other one is a an iced green tea yeah because it's, it's good that it, sounds that sounds lovely it's refreshing I I put one one sugar pack in the venti green tea unsweetened green tea and then you put one sugar pack in and you're good to go man
0: so it, with my coffee frap, if it's not uh, mixed properly like if it's not if it has if all the ice has not been ground down I I then give a passive aggressive uh, nasty stares to the barista. <laughs> who was too lazy to just mix the damn ice. So I get to the bottom and I have these ice chunks and I'm like, I got I got ripped off here. I have to be honest. I got ripped off.
1: Yeah. Uh next one is at Phil Nance. He says, Hey JJ, since you love Dak so much, why don't you marry him? Sweet. But
0: that's have that's that, a really good take. That's yeah, a really good take.
1: Yeah, t- I do have that I do have a Dak, Dak piece dropping tomorrow, guys.
0: I would call it Dak Apocalypse. I got a preview of it, guys. <laughs> it's, and
1: it's gonna be it's going to be fun.
0: I'm just I'm just going to say, yeah, JJ, you better do some yoga or something before before you release that. It's good. It's for good. And there, and as always, your analysis is sober and on point, but there is a certain element of Twitter that's not going to like it. Dak
1: VP. Uh, next
0: one is at Knuckle Pop. Now that you were obvi
1: wrong on Alshon. Yeah, that's the other thing too. My God, did that piss me off. I, look, I, I don't. I I hate the people. I, I like. I hate when they're like, like, unaffected by like the, the the fantasy analysts or like anyone in any profession that that's that's consumer facing like this is and like mm-hmm. what we do that are like unaffected by like other people or other colleagues like saying something or like these hot takes coming out like when when there's other analysts and other people spitting these hot th- these takes okay. I feel like if I'm not moved in some way by them and not emotionally tied to them in some way, then I've lost interest in what I love to do. Right? So when I see people and this is this is like multiple, multiple analysts talking about how we shouldn't have bought into Alshon anyway. Or this mm-hmm. this is what you get for owning Alshon Jeffrey. And like this like No, like Alshon Jeffrey, guys, objectively was an unbelievable buy in fantasy football before slash after that Vikings game he was yeah. he was the, the schedule moving forward is great he was getting peppered with targets before Jay Cutler looked like he got in a car accident I mean it's just like it, it's 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 I don't, I don't even know what that means but yeah
0: I, I don't know either I, I would say before Cutler went full D gaff and you never go full de-gaff.
1: right right Look, Alshon Jeffrey was not a bad buy. Alshon Jeffrey last year had a four-week stretch that was just as good as any wide receiver in football. Like, yeah. it's not like the Alshon Jeffrey is this like worthless wide receiver in fantasy football. And it just annoy. This is another just hindsight analysis BS where people are just sp- just spewing garbage because yeah. it's something that they didn't tout or they didn't write about.
0: Well, it, it, I, I would say it, it. It strikes me as the like the classic uh, case where you say um, it was a bad decision because it didn't work out.
1: Right. Right.
0: But that. But that's not how we determine bad decisions. No.
1: Obviously. No, uh, guys. If you bought Alshon Jeffrey last week, I applaud you because it was the right choice. It, it was. It, it, it. Like these kind of things just don't. They, they don't make me think differently about process. It shouldn't. Right. It's I, the whole idea between behind process and results.
0: With 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 Kristen Michael, if, if if someone, you know, I see a couple people out there saying, well, you know, this this was destined to happen as soon as Rawls came back. And now you're now you're stuck if you're a C Mike owner. Now, first of all, as someone who owns C Mike in a couple leagues, that's not the case. I'm not stuck anywhere. <laughs> and, 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 and B, he was a honestly a a perfect 0 RB pick. Right. The process was correct on him and it worked wonderfully. Right. And and no one can say otherwise. I I don't understand the 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 thought that he's a he that he is now a bad draft pick back in August. He right. he is still as he was last week and the week before and the week before a very good pick back in August.
1: Right. It's the same. I mean, it's the same uh, to, to a certain extent, it's the same way that people are looking at like Marvin Jones right now. Yeah. And they're yeah. saying Marvin Jones is the bust. Marvin Jones was a wide receiver one for f- the first five weeks of the season. Like, what do you expect out of a guy who at one point in the off season was a ninth round pick? Like we, we have to put this all into perspective and realize that like, like the, the investment that you're getting in these later round guys, if you can get a good chunk of the season where they're putting up, fairly top-notch numbers, that's yeah. a win, period. If Kristen Michael uh, doesn't play another down this season, which he probably won't, then he's still a win unless he goes to Minnesota and just takes over Jarek McKinnon's job. I mean, what, what's going to happen to Metrics Twitter whenever Kristen Michael and Jarek McKinnon are in the same backfield?
0: Oh, my God. No, I they, they think they'll we'll just have a bunch of headless uh, <laughs> fantasy analysts because all of them will just explode like <laughs> right. scanners.
1: Right. Next one is at uh, afoche70. He says, I've tilted so hard the last few weeks that I now live in the upside down. Any survival tips?
0: Any <laughs> survival? Uh, go the, you know, where, wherever you see Barb, go the opposite way. <laughs> exactly. Barb. That's what I would say. Uh,
1: did you see that one skit? I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel. Or no, no, I mean Jimmy Fallon, where Barb, like, like they, they made fun of Barb and how, like, the whole show, like, just forgot about her. Like, they just didn't care about her.
0: Yeah, well, I don't understand. First of all, I don't understand that, and I also don't understand the the cult's following that has that has emerged with Barb.
1: I could, but you can understand it because it's like it, you you latch onto a show that everyone likes, and then it's just an obscure character on the show that everyone just kind of like forgot about.
0: I, it's just the, the most. I can't. By the way, I can't wait till they make that se- that this, that series like eight seasons, and we all hate it by oh, season. Oh yeah, absolutely. That'll That's be 100% fun. One
1: hundred percent gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, next one is at J Alex Olguin. He says, I heard Christmas music at a store and actually felt joy rather than rage. Is rock bottom the right time to em- embrace big Christmas?
0: Um, well, big Christmas wants you to accept it as your only <laughs> uh, your only form of your you know only form of comfort at this point in, in the game. I would say resist, 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 resist until it's Christmas time. And it is not brother christmas time
1: it's a a week and three days Mm -hmm. until christmas time
0: Mm -hmm. that's all yeah actually i gave in on that you're right
1: that's that's it next one at hokey forever 23 stafford or live the stream so Dak gets baltimore stafford gets jacksonville (sighs) i'm leaning stafford there oh man i actually like stafford this week
0: i'm going with your boy
1: okay okay Next one, at Trash Talk FF, does Denny eat horsey sauce on his big Montanas?
0: Uh, No, horsey sauce is, is disgusting.
1: Can we talk about how disgusting Arby's is, though? Yeah, dude. Like, like it is so awful. So we, Amanda and I were on a, a, a road trip like a year ago, and we're like, man, we need food. And like, the only place in this like fifty mile radius was Arby's, so we went there and I got like a, a beef and cheddar sandwich or something like that. Like I got something. And I took a bite of it and I immediately threw it out the window. It was it was the most it was the most disgusting thing that I've tasted in years. I don't know how anyone puts that shit in their mouth. I do not understand.
0: Uh my friend and I used to play when we were teenagers. We used to play thirty six holes of golf like every day in the summer. And at the end of the day, you know, one day, I don't know, was just like a Friday night or something, we were starving. I mean, we hadn't eaten since like the turn in the first 18 and first world problems, I know. Um, and uh, so we were we were really hungry. Uh, we left the course. Every restaurant that we saw was basically shut down because we, we stayed and we I don't know, we just put it around for, for a long time. But Arby's was open and I forced us to go in there. And my friend, like you, took one bite of the sandwich, gagged, <laughs> and threw it away, and said, "I'm done. I can't. I can't." Dude, my it's way. so bad. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Like, there's some fast food that, like, if I'm on a road, like, I don't eat fast food that often. But if I'm like, if I'm on a road trip and like, I'll get like Wendy's or something. I don't care. Like, that's fine. But like Arby's, just <laughs> legitimately, just like, just plastic garbage is what Arby's is.
0: Yeah. Eat the meats.
1: God, it's so bad. Next one at uh, BZ Lloyd three. Any value in holding onto players like McKinnon in a keeper league and hopes Peterson has played his last game for the Vikings? Yeah, yeah for sure. Sure. Give, give yourself options. I'm in my home league. I have the most disastrous team I've had in my home league in in years. It's so bad. I've had injuries. I've had bad trades. Just been awful. And I, that that's basically what I do at this point in the season is just try to stockpile guys who. Who might be something next year?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, next one at the FF Whisperer. Eli is my QB. It's a Rocky relationship, though. Should I stick with Dopey or pick up Winston or Kaepernick? Eli was a was a buyslash ad for me in 15 transactions because his schedule moving forward is really nice. And we're at yeah. the point in the season where you can hold two quarterbacks. Like last year in the Apex League, I don't know if you remember this or not, I had Blake Bortles. I held on to two is Bortles and someone else just to be able to play matchup each week and, and yeah. not really have to worry about the waiver wire and stuff. Like, it, it, you don't need depth right now. Like, you don't, you don't need, I don't know, Pierre Garçon on your bench. Like, you don't – what, what is that? He had an okay game last week with, with DJx up, out, but it's like it's – like, oh, when are you ever going to actually go through your, your list of guys to play and say, I'm going to play Pierre Garçon this week?
0: yeah no you do have to make that evaluation and and sometimes it's a it's if you just ask the question the answer is self-evident you right. just ask will i ever use this guy if the answer is no you gotta make make use of that spot with someone else
1: right so keep eli and and it's okay to have two quarterbacks on your team right now i think uh same, same with it's the same thing with uh with handcuffs this is the time of year to get handcuffs mm-hmm. next one is at grogonkel. Grogankel. Grogankel. <laughs> what types of players uh, could I expect in return for Brandon Marshall in a trade? I, uh, uh, what? Who's who's going to? No one. No one wants Brandon Marshall right now. The the bottom line is, if you own Brandon Marshall, you're you have
0: to just hold on to him. You're stuck. If he's, he's a stuck. he's a sunk. What do they call it? A sunk, co- yeah, a sunk, sunk, sunk cost. Yeah, sunk investment. Yeah, yeah. Sunk cost. Yeah. Look, it, first of all, if you propose a trade to someone. It, trading them, Brandon Marshall. The response would be, "I'm sorry, he retired three years ago. <laughs> right. This is this is actually it's bothering me that you think I'm stupid and you think I don't know Brandon Marshall retired and is now doing the pregame on CBS.
1: Right, right, exactly, exactly. Next one is at CSU Runner CCR. What is going on in Green Bay? Hold time Montgomery. Start Devonte Adams. Thanks.
0: Yeah, I mean
1: there. Uh, I I I read between the lines today a bit, and it sounds like Mike McCarthy, like a lot of Packers fans and such, are are and analysts are saying that it's more of like a slow moving thing with Ty Montgomery because they think that he can be like a theoretic for them, which which makes sense. I'm just I'm to the point with Ty Montgomery where I'm not starting him this week, but I would certainly hold on to him to see what happens.
0: I would not cut him.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Devonte Adams is fine. He's been. He's better
0: here. than Randall Cobb.
1: Right, Devontae has been right great. Uh, same guy. He says, "Are you still high on J.J. Nelson after he laid an egg against San Francisco?"
0: I I was never really in, yeah. into him.
1: I, I mean, he was he was a good waiver wire ad that you could potentially start. And I think that we learned our lesson again that Bruce Arians sucks and we should never listen to him as as him being factual because he's not. He just says stuff all the time. He's he, actually Denny. This isn't even a hot take. I don't think I, Bruce Arians is a bad coach.
0: Well, I think that's become pretty clear. Right.
1: Like Bruce Arians is not good at this. And uh, the, the the JJ Nelson fumble certainly didn't help his his cause this week, and that happening early in the game.
0: Yeah, I I mean, but but that that offense besides Fitzgerald, you know what? Besides the 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 guy who's playing the Fitzgerald role, including Hines Ward back in the day, uh, you know, that's the most reliable pass catcher really in the in that offense. Right. So, Anybody else, I feel like it's somewhat of a home run swing. Right, you know?
1: right. And last year, it's just that a lot of those home runs hit for Carson Palmer. Um, yeah. Next one is At-N-Hoffenberg. Got Carolina D off the wire three weeks ago. Keep rolling with them or live the stream. They're playing New Orleans. No chance, right?
0: Uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, have they been good?
1: Carolina's, I mean, yeah, They their front seven's been well, been been playing well.
0: Uh, no, I mean, fantasy-wise, they've been scoring points, points, Fantasy-wise?
1: I think. I mean, maybe they're probably no different than our streamers, though. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. I I mean, no, I wouldn't be tethered to them, no. Right.
1: Uh, Next one is at Silas Embargo. He says, with a tribe called Quest dropping a Jason Witten reference on their new LP, which NFL tight end do you want to see get a shout out on a hip-hop record?
0: Wait, is this for real?
1: Apparently. I haven't heard it, but that would be amazing if it's real. I mean, Jason Witten would be the guy that we want to have a call out on a hip-hop record, right?
0: Yeah, because it... It make him so deeply uncomfortable. Right,
1: right. By the way, <clears throat> Chris Jimino, who is he? he he's a Roto Grinders guy. He hosts the show that I do on Mondays every every Monday with him and Jim Saunas. He had the most hilarious reference where how him and his wife commented how Jason Witten. I t- I retweeted it. How Jason Witten's arms. Change color as the season goes on.
0: Oh yeah, they turn red. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was, and I didn't bring it up in the podcast. I don't think last week did I? I don't think I did. No. And and how how in the in the early seasons it's like you know he's got some color to them. Yeah. And then as the season goes on, they just start turning like red, and then eventually it's just like icicle sla- Like like it's just. It it, it it he has he, his skin he just he needs like vaseline or something to put on his body
0: yeah well he's one of these guys who who doesn't wear sleeves ever no matter what <laughs> right. uh, i think antonio brown is like that yeah he is uh, a couple other guys i mean i don't i would have no shame i would have like four or five layers on on my on my arms uh oh. in that in that 10 degree weather i'd be come wearing on. a
1: starter jacket
0: yeah come on come on
1: yeah absolutely uh next one is at Mallory RT4. New listener this season. Thank you. Oh, nice. Could you please officially define tilting and thank you slash you're welcome Kaepernick? Thanks. That's funny.
0: Uh tilting, I, I've described it this way, and you know, maybe people want to chime in here. Uh uh, but it is a an extreme emotional reaction to something happening that you have little or no control over uh that's what i would describe as tilt tilt tilting i believe comes from the pinball world
1: really i thought where, it was poker
0: well poker i mean but yeah poker you yeah obviously you tilt you go on tilt in poker right uh, uh but but i i think it originated with the pinball machine actually going what's called going on tilt when you're doing i believe really well Huh. Do you know? Do you do you know about this? I don't. This, I,
1: I know literally nothing about. Pinball. Am
0: I am I making this up as I speak? Did you see no, this
1: on Drunk History? Because I saw one episode of Drunk. I think it was I mean, the, I, the episode where Matt Saracen was in it, and he was a pinball guy.
0: I sound like Drunk History right now. <laughs> um, uh, so here. Oh okay. Oh oh. Uh, so this is called. Uh, yeah, in pinball, tilt is. Uh, when you give the machine a nudge with such violence that it risks damaging the hardware, uh, such an action sounds an alarm and causes the machine to reset. <laughs> uh, so I, I believe that that is
1: sort of where it started, where started. where from. it started, but yeah, it's
0: started. but then it caught, you know, obviously it comes really, it transferred to fantasy football from poker.
1: And then the thank you Kaepernick or you're, you're sorry, the, you're welcome Kaepernick came from who was it that sent that tweet or like what what was it from again
0: uh, it was some like like nationalist person who was talking about like the you know like the the troops or something yeah and
1: then and then at the end it was like you're welcome kaepernick but it was like a perfect it was a it was a perfect new way of saying thanks obama
0: oh yeah no it's it's it was such a such a good it was a it was like a desperate attempt to to link yeah Uh, to link like military like the military to what Kaepernick had said by the way I love I love the joke and it's kind of old now but when people say you got to believe that the troops could put it put together a team that that could beat uh, beat the 49ers
1: then he has more music going off in the
0: back I don't know what's
1: going on oh my god this is gonna be the worst produced podcast of all time ah that is still going why is there a car accident on your computer
0: (laughs) that was my kid's toy (laughs)
1: Sorry. Why does your kid play with a car accident?
0: No, no, I, I just stepped on it. Sorry. Uh,
1: All right. So the next one. At beer and blank. This is Melinda. She says, I'm first row in Cleveland on Sunday, which is dope. Should my sign say, don't tell my family I like the Browns, free Martavis or both?
0: Um, It should say living the stream.
1: <laughs> yeah, obviously. Obviously. But if not, I love the free Martavis idea.
0: Okay, Melinda, seriously. Uh on one side free Martavis. Yeah. On the other side, uh our our Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> at, at Live the Stream FF. At Live the Stream FF. Maybe we'll get more of you all to follow yeah, us. Yeah, maybe more. you guys would
1: actually <laughs> listen to us and follow us on Twitter.
0: Linda, I will freak out. I will freak out if you do that. That would be
1: that would be or or, or like I I survived Fool's week three.
0: Oh my god! Oh, I would pass out. I mean, do what do what you want. I'm not look. Like, I'm not gonna be mad. But
1: then he might pass out if he does.
0: We're that. still we're still Melinda fans no matter what. But whoo. Oh
1: man, this next one's at Diego 24 FPS. If there was a dad Olympics, which event do you think you could medal in? I think we've talked about this. Maybe he said I think I could take silver in dad catching. And then he says dad catching is when random shit like a snack cup falls and you somehow tip drill it into a save. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's a a really good one. Um, How about the forty? Because I would destroy. By the way, there was a Packers writer who wrote about how slow Justin Perillo is this week.
0: Oh, are are you kidding me? I
1: swear, dude, I'm telling you, I can beat him in a forty.
0: Wait, are you? You're someone wrote about this. Yeah.
1: Well, it was a tweet, but it was I I I ended up tweeting about it, like retweeting it and saying like. I, I'm telling you guys, like, I got to, I got to
0: unblock you on Twitter. That's funny.
1: Yeah, it's like it seriously can happen. Like it's a it's a real real thing. I'm trying to find the tweet right now. I am too, <laughs> because it's it's real.
0: Um, uh, so the the oh the dad catch uh, the other day I had a pretty good cat dad catch. Um, I was holding a a bottle of of apple juice. And it slipped out of my hand, and I somehow bent down quick enough, like a neo type reflex, and grabbed it before it hit the hit the floor. And it, but best of all, the top was off, so I would have been cleaning it up for uh, I don't know six hours uh, <laughs> if it if it had hit and spilled everywhere. Thank God for that. Uh,
1: I found the tweet. Okay. He's been on the 53 for 3 seasons and I still can't figure out what Justin Perillo can do other than run routes in slow motion. Wow. Yeah, guys, it can happen, okay? Quit quit this like quit this thinking that oh, JJ is just this guy who works from home and does fantasy football stuff and he can't do he can't <laughs> beat an athlete in a 40. I run 5 times a week. I can I can beat him in a 40, okay? It can happen. It can happen. All right. we'll see. Next question, Denny. Uh we don't really have that much time for him anymore. Uh we'll see. The next one is from at Kyle underscore borg. I can't decide if fashion is cyclical or not. I think we're almost mid nineties now. Should I pull out my Jinko jeans or live the stream?
0: Oh man, no, just go pantless. Don't <laughs> don't wear Jinko.
1: It is true though, with with fashion. Yeah. It's it's a oh. it's a really interesting well,
0: when I was when I was in college, you know, back in the old days, uh 2005ish, uh kids were dressing like it was 1982 and I mean like down to a T. Yeah. Uh like torn up jeans, uh Chuck Taylors, uh like short jean jackets, Atari t-shirts, I remember was a thing. I I bought an Atari t-shirt cuz I'm a huge poser. Um and uh so that that was a thing. Yeah, but I I could see the 90s sort of creeping in.
1: Yeah, totally. All right, we're going to have to have this be our last question because we're kind of running out of time here. It says, at 12 Emac, thoughts on the guy who aggressively cheers for the chalk? Kind of like cheering for the snakes versus the iguana, no?
0: Yeah, no, that's right on.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's, It's totally on. It's not fun, man.
0: No, it's not fun. I mean, like honestly, if if you're if you spend like your whole Sunday tweeting about like, oh David Johnson ripping it up, ripping it up, and well guess what, everybody has David Johnson right. in, their, in their daily right. lineup, and
1: this is coming from me. I'm the guy who plays fantasy football wearing five condoms,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which I would say is unnecessary um but i've gotten uh, but, better through the years i've gotten but better. you you do you do you um and if, if that involves many if that involves keeping the condom industry in business then you go ahead and do that
1: yeah all right denny that's gonna do it for us this week uh hopefully there's no jay cutler situation but uh we really only have one true streamer so it's gonna come from colin kaepernick if it's gonna come from anyone yes so hopefully it doesn't happen why don't you let everyone know where they can find you
0: uh, in my uh, underground bunker with my family uh, at CDCarter13 on Twitter. That's where I am.
1: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Late Round QB. Follow the Living the Stream account on Twitter as well at Live the Stream FF. All my works over on numberfire.com. No tilt montage this week, uh, but enjoy your week 11 and we will catch you in week 12 for, you know what next week is, Denny?
0: It's the worst holiday ever.
1: We're going to have a Thanksgiving special next week, boys and girls. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakegroundQB.com. Be sure about
1: the team's